are welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Praise God. Hallelujah. Alright, let's get into the Word of God this evening. Ephesians chapter 6. We have been dealing with New Testament prayers. And to some extent we have covered some grounds on the subject New Testament prayers. In Ephesians 6 verse 18... The scripture says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. The scripture can stand alone, but he had said a lot before he came to this place where he said, praying always. And permit me to just pick verse 10, and then I'll be back here at verse 18. In verse 10, you could see the focus. He said, finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Be strong in who? He didn't say be strong in yourself. And then He was showing you that means praying always is one way that we can be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we together? So in Ephesians 6 verse 10, we could see the focus of the prayer. We could see that what he was concerned about was that they should be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. And then he told them about putting on the whole armor of God and then he got to verse 18 where he said, Praying always. Praying always. Now, the focus of what I want to deal with tonight in the New Testament prayer is praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Alright? Let's just try to narrow the subject to praying in the Spirit. Praise God. Um, in this subject, we've dealt with um, certain things. I've talked about the old and new way of praying. We've dealt with... Um, Praying the scriptures, the Pauline, um, some of the prayers of Paul and all that. We looked a little into what Jesus said about prayer and explained what he meant by asking, seeking and knocking and all of that. But now I want to focus on praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. And the reason is that this scripture says, praying always with all prayer. Now, um, put, give it to me an amplified version so it would... Um, 
Let's read the Amplified Version of verse 18. Amplified says, Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer. That's what I want to focus on. An entreaty. That means that with all kinds of prayer. Alright? All kinds of prayer. Pray it in the Spirit. Amen? Alright? So, if he said, pray all kinds of prayer in the Spirit, then I have to know how to pray in the Spirit. Praise God. I have to also understand what it means to pray in the Spirit. Glory to God. Okay? So, we go back to King James now. It says, praying always. Now, it means that this prayer is not something you do sometimes. Prayer should be always. And the different kinds of prayer, we have talked about that in a bit, you know, and when Paul was writing in First um, Timothy 2, where he said, he said, first of all, prayers, supplications, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Meaning that he was talking about different kinds of prayer. Now, Ephesians 6 is now saying that all the kinds of prayer, whether it is a supplication, whether it's prayer, whether it's intercession, whether it's giving of thanks, it should be done in the spirits. Praise God. Did you get that? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirits. Everybody say praying in the spirits. You know, the, the term or the phrase praying in the spirit can be confusing. It could really be confusing because um, someone might think, you know, a religious person might think that praying in the spirit means praying with a little extra vigor. Or with added energy. No, that's not what praying in the Spirit means. Praying in the Spirit can only mean what the Bible intends for it to mean. Praise God. Praise God. Alright, so another scripture that closely connects with this is Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Alright, let's just deal with praying in the Spirit. Okay? In Jude 1.20, he says, But ye beloved, he was talking about a group of people, then he said, But you beloved, building up yourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now, he had already said in Ephesians, praying in the Spirit. He didn't say praying in a Spirit. So, he was saying praying in the Spirit. There's only one Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, in Jude chapter 1, he's telling you, he had mentioned, instead of praying, instead of just telling you, being up yourself, praying in the Spirit. He's not saying praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So, there is such a thing as praying in the Spirit. There's such a thing, it's the same thing as saying praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's the same thing we're talking about. And, if Jude throws some light on what it does, it's saying that praying in the Holy Ghost is one way we build ourselves up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay? So it means we need to know how to pray in the Holy Ghost. How to pray in the Spirit. Glory to God. Something that gives us a little light in that area. We use scripture to interpret scripture. We go back to First Corinthians. And then we begin to look at what praying in the Spirit really is. Hallelujah. What way we can do that. Hallelujah. 
And uh, by the Spirit of God, Paul taught extensively on this. Alright? And so, we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I'd like to first of all read... um, Verse 14 and 15. Hallelujah. Alright, let me read 14 and 15. Praise God. Are you there? Alright. Paul said, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. Did you see that? Then he said, but my understanding is unfruitful. That means that Paul was able to separate here between his spirit and his understanding. Hallelujah. His spirit and his mind. He said, if I speak or pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. That means that my understanding does not gain from the prayer. Amen. Right. In verse 15, it now goes further to say, What is it then? He said, I will pray with the Spirit. Then he said, And I will pray with the understanding also. That means that here, he was trying to tell us that prayer could go in two directions. It could be done with your spirit or it could be done with your understanding. Most of us here know how to pray with our understanding. Praise God. Then he said, I continue reading scripture of verse 15 of 1 Corinthians 14. I will sing with the spirit. And I will sing with the understanding also. Praise God. Okay. This scripture has opened us up to a way of praying. That there is a way to pray with your spirits. And there is a way to pray with your understanding. And he clearly said in verse 14, we just read. That the way we pray with our spirits is by praying in unknown tongues. Amen. Praise God. He said, if I pray in an unknown tongue, it is my spirit that is praying. My understanding is unfruitful. Now, we cannot talk about praying in the spirit and not talk about tongues. Amen? Amen. Now, I... Some other people or some other Bible scholars and deep Bible scholars might be listening to this message after now. And um, um, for their sake, let me say something. I understand the terminologies that were used. Where it says, with the Spirit and in the Spirit. And there are two different things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, praying with the Spirit... According to 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15. Or, okay, let's read. Give me, give, give me verse 15. I will pray with the Spirit. Huh? He was talking about your own personal spirit. Hallelujah. My own spirit. 
At least verse 14 has clearly said so. Go back to 14. He said, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit. So he's not talking about the Holy Spirit. My spirit. Amen. Pray it. But what he was talking about in, in, in the book of Jude one twenty and in Ephesians 6.18, he said, I will pray in the spirit. He was talking about something slightly different. This first one is inside the second one. Amen. Okay. Praying with the Spirit is inside praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Let me explain what I mean. When we pray in the Spirit, tongues is not the only way we pray in the Spirit. But tongues is the only way we pray with our spirits. Are you listening to me? Another way we can pray with our spirits is when the spirit of prophecy is upon us. Amen. And the Holy Ghost puts words in our mouth, but we understand the words, but it's not coming from our mind. Amen. Okay, I said it. If it might not be for you, but I just dropped it in the tape for anybody that is listening. Amen. So when I start talking, you understand. I understand the thing and all that. Amen. All right. So back to what we we're saying. Now I want to focus on tongues. Amen. I want to focus on tongues when it comes to praying in the spirit. I want to focus on the tongues aspect of praying in the spirit. Amen. Paul had mentioned in First Corinthians fourteen verse fourteen. He said, "If I pray in an unknown tongue." My spirit prays. There is, it is important for the believer to know that if um, prayer runs on two wheels, the wheel of your understanding, when I mean wheel, I mean like a tire, alright? You cannot now make it run on one wheel. You have maximum motion. Are you understanding me? So, the prayer runs on the wheel of your understanding. It also runs on the wheel of, your, of the Spirit. Hallelujah. What does it mean to pray with your understanding? It means you are praying. You know what you are going to pray before you pray. Amen. Are you understanding me? You know what you are going to say before you pray. It's with, with your, 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 your senses are intact. You are coordinating what you are going to say next. It's your mind that is forming those words. And... Speaking them forth from your mouth. So, that prayer is within your control and the words that are used are words that are within your own vocabulary. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Okay. So, that's what it means to pray. And most of you, the prayer you pray most of the time is your prayer with your understanding. Alright? When you say, Father, I thank you for this food I'm about to eat. You're praying with your understanding. Father, I thank you for today, uh, bless me so, so, so. Even if you are quoting a scripture, you are praying with your understanding. Amen? But that's not the only way to pray. And that's not how to get the best out of the life of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And so, the Spirit of God is throwing, bringing light to us to know that there is a dimension of prayer that brings you to a place where you can walk in victory. And you can enjoy everything that Christ provided. Hallelujah. By his death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. So one thing is clearly saying here is that praying in tongues. Everybody say tongues. In unknown tongues. What does tongue? Yeah, this word tongue actually means praying in a language. But it's a language that is not known to you. Praise God. If you read the book of 1 Corinthians 13, the Bible talks about tongues of men and tongues of angels. Hallelujah. It called it tongues of men because it's is a tongue or a language that men, human beings, understand. If Yoruba does not understand, Igbo will understand. If Igbo does not, Japanese will understand it. But there is another language, amen, 
the language that angels understand. Amen. Are you listening to me? In that context, that's, I'm quoting First Corinthians 13. But now, when we understand that praying in tongues is not an option. It's not an option. Why is it so? Because if you study the book of First Corinthians, First Corinthians 12 talks about the spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts, the gift of word of knowledge, gift of uh, um, faith, gift of descending of spirits, all the gifts, you know, nine of them. All of the gifts of the spirits you saw in the New Testament are also in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Every gift of the spirit in the New Testament, alright? Let's say gift of working of miracles. Moses was working miracles. Gift of faith. What do you think Elijah was using? Amen. Praise God. Are you understanding me? Gifts of healings. People were, there were, there were healings in the Old Testament. Praise God. Gift of word of knowledge operated in the Old Testament. The only gifts that did not operate, gift of prophecy operated in the Old Testament. The only gifts that didn't operate in the Old Testament were the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Amen. That's why tongues is exclusive to the New Testament. You could write that down. Tongues is exclusive to the New Testament. It is specially packaged and designed for the New Testament. Nobody in the Old Testament ever spoke in tongues. Amen. Not recorded. That's why in Mark chapter 16. Let's read from verse 15 down to maybe 17. It will help us there. Are you there? Mark 16, 15. It says, And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach God to every creature. Next. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Verse 17, my emphasis here. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with what? New tongues. So one of the signs of the ones that we believe in the new covenant is that they will speak with tongues. Amen. So it's a sign. Glory to God. So these tongues is a sign. Glory to God. It's a sign for the new covenant. So if you are a partaker of the new covenant, that sign is supposed to be manifested in your life. Amen. Are you seeing it? Okay. These signs, one of the signs is that these people will speak in new tongues. Why call it new tongues? It's a tongues that we knew to them. If the fellow used to speak um, Dutch or German or whatever language, alright? But when he gets born again and receives the Holy Spirit, he will have the ability to speak a supernatural language that will be new to him. Amen. Are you with me? Now, the reason, you know, most of the time when you read the scriptures in the uh, Acts and all that, you see that anytime people got filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke with tongues. Alright? They spoke with tongues. Now, I know some people say that the tongues is the initial evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Well, the Bible didn't say so. Amen. What the Bible says is that anytime a man gets filled with the Holy Ghost, he has the ability now to speak with tongues. Amen. Are you listening to me? Anytime anybody has received the Holy Spirit, anyone that has received the Holy Spirit, whether he has spoken in tongues or not, he has the ability. Amen. Are you listening to me? The evidence that you have been filled with the Holy Ghost is that you have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Is that the Word of God says 
when you ask, you will receive. Amen. That's the evidence. The evidence is the word of God. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Alright. So, it's all like saying, what's the evidence that someone is born again? What's the evidence? He said she has changed the sketch. She was wearing short one, now she's wearing long one. That's not the evidence of salvation. The evidence of salvation is that the word of God says, if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. So has he believed with his heart and confessed with his mouth? He's saved. The word of God is the evidence. Amen. Glory to God. So it's the same way, the evidence of the man that is filled with the Holy Ghost is what the word of God has said. Okay. So this is a sign. The tongue is a sign. The tongue is a sign. Now, Paul was speaking about tongues. And the reason you see that he spent a whole chapter, not talking about all the gifts. He spent a chapter, chapter 12, talking about all the gifts. But he spent one chapter dealing with the vocal gifts or the inspirational gifts, which is prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. He spent one chapter, the whole chapter 14. That's what he was addressing. Why? Showing that that is something that is is primary. It's, 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 it's a focus. It's a focal point for the believer in the New Testament. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? Put it any better. It's pivotal. It is, it is, it is, it is. See? Tongues is not something, say, do I want it? Do I not want it? No. It's, it's for every child of God. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? The mistake people make most of the time is that they confuse um, the fact that when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you receive a prayer language that you can use anytime you want to pray. They say, well, well, um, if it is a gift of the Spirit, the Bible says that it is as the Spirit wills. Have you heard that before? As the Spirit wills. So, if the Holy Ghost wants the tongue to come out, it to come out. No. That is when it is operating to bless someone else as a gift. For your private prayers, the tongues is given to you to use anytime you need it. Amen. Are you understanding me? I know that in this one service, I will not be able to address all the issues that I deal with tongues. Because my focus here is just trying to talk about praying in the Spirit. So let's just go as fast as we can go. Alright. Understand that tongues. Ever say tongues is a sign. In the New Testament. Praise God. It's a sign. It's a sign. But one major thing about tongues is that it addresses several issues in our prayer lives. And that's why I made a statement one time. I said, if you pray in tongues, you cannot pray amiss. Amen. And that's why Paul was telling them, say, praying always with all manner of prayer in the spirits. You can pray in your language and can pray in your understanding and not hit the points. And not hit your targets. But you cannot pray in the Spirit and not hit your targets. Amen. Are you listening to me? Alright. One thing praying in, in, in tongues does for us, I've mentioned to you that praying in tongues is one of the ways we pray in the Spirit. It's not the only way, but it's one of the ways we pray in the Spirit. And as a matter of fact, it's the major way. Hallelujah. We pray in the Spirit. Are you with me? We pray in the Spirit. So if you are here and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you ought to pray in, the to- in tongues every day. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 18. Give me verse 18, King James Version, please. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 18. I love how he put it there. He said, I thank my God. Let's read together. I want to go. I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than ye 
all. Now, in essence, he was saying that, how could you say you speak in tongues more than the whole church? He was addressing the church. Means, it means, it only means one thing, that he prays in tongues so much. Hallelujah. That means that tongues was a major thing in, in the life of Paul. It was instrumental to the success of his, of his, of his ministry. Praise God. For him to say, I speak in tongues more than you all. So, we don't speak in tongues sometimes. We don't speak in tongues when we feel like. We speak in tongues as often, as regularly, hallelujah, as possible. Why do we speak in tongues? Let's go back to our first Corinthians now, 14. Let's begin to lay the scriptures. Let me read verse 4, first of all. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, does what? Edifieth himself. Everybody say, edifies himself. That means, one reason why we pray in tongues, or we speak in tongues, is to edify ourselves. To edify, means to, there are, there are, there are two other synonyms that clearly describe what it means to edify, using, translating straight from the Greek. One is that, you are building. Everybody say building. Alright? So everyone that speaketh in another tongue builds up himself. Hallelujah. You are building up yourself. This agrees with what Jude chapter 1 verse 20 said. In Jude 1 20, it said, Ye beloved, what do you do? Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. That means that when we are praying in tongues, we are building up ourselves. Amen. You are not building another person. Now, as I'm teaching God's word, I'm building you with the word. But when I start praying in tongues, I'm building me. Amen. And if you want to build yourself up, glory to God, you pray in tongues. So, if someone regularly prays in tongues the person is building up himself regularly. I love the way the um, amplified version of Jude 1 goes. I like to use, let me just explain the building part and then we'll go to something else. Alright. Here, it says, but you beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Now, it said, make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Ghost. That means that when you're praying in tongues, it's the same way you see a building, and then it is like five feet tall. You come back, they've put more blocks on it. You come back, they put more blocks on it. Alright? It's built, built up. The Bible says that when you are praying in tongues, you are progressing. Hallelujah. You are rising like an edifice. Higher and higher. Hallelujah. So you now begin to understand that praying in tongues is something that is beneficial to you. Glory to God. When you're on your own, as you're praying in tongues, one dimension of praying in tongues is that you're building yourself up. See, when you understand that on your own, at home, in the room, at at work, under your breath, you know, somebody might not be hearing you, you might not, you don't have to shout for it to be, to work. As long as you're praying in tongues, you are building yourself. Amen. It's a New Testament way of praying. Amen. 
So if you are here, you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can pray in tongues. Amen. I'll try to be as basic as I can be. Alright? Another word that this edifying talks about is like when we say to charge. Everybody say charge. It means that when you have a phone, the phone is the easiest thing for me to use. When you use your phone, after a while, the battery runs down. It drains the battery over time. By reason of use. Then you go and get a power source. And you connect. Alright? And then the phone begins to charge again. To restore battery life. Is that not so? Now, the Bible is saying that if you feel low in spirits. Amen? That was what Paul was teaching Timothy. He said, stay up. One way we stay up that thing inside us is by praying in tongues. Amen? Are you listening to me? Say, uh, the way I'm just feeling, I don't even know whether I'm born again, whether the Holy Ghost is still in me. He's still there. When you start, you, he will show, you will know he's there. Amen? Are you understanding me? And when you start, you will not feel like anything is happening. Continue. Until it starts boiling. Amen? Are you understanding me? So, praying in tongues is one way we stir up ourselves for spiritual activity. We stir up ourselves, even for sometimes, it could be a mental activity that you need spiritual energy. Amen? So you stir yourself by speaking in tongues. Praise God. If you charge a battery for five minutes, eh, then it will give you one bar. Or less than that. If you charge it for 30 minutes, it will give you more. Praying in tongues is similar to that. If you just say, Pama, la, ma, 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 ku, 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 you have small ku. <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding me? You have some bar. That's why sometimes duration of prayer also has a role to play. Amen. In how charged you are. Glory to God. Especially for some of you that have not charged for a long time. So, when we pray in tongues, we charge ourselves again. God made it so. We don't get through the Holy Ghost every time. Every, okay, let me put it. What I'm trying to mean is that the Holy Spirit doesn't go and come. He doesn't go and come. Are you understanding me? He's there. Always there. That moment you received Him, He has come to stay forever. Amen. How He gets stirred up and your body is subjected and your spirit takes the dominion is by praying in tongues. Amen. So, praying in tongues should be always it will build you up. It will charge you to stay you. Amen. Are we together? Another dimension of praying in tongues is still in 1 Corinthians 14. Let me read verse 2. He said, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue 
speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Did you see that? For no man understandeth him, how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Now, this scripture is teaching us something powerful. That when I'm speaking in an unknown tongue, I'm not talking to men. Now, the only way a man can understand what I'm saying is if God gives him the gift of the interpretation of the tongue. Are you understanding me? The only way I also can understand what I'm praying about is if the Spirit of God gives me the gift of the interpretation of tongues. Amen? Are you listening to me? So, but when I'm speaking in tongues, I am speaking unto God. What he's trying to say here is that there's a dimension of tongues. Sometimes say, how do we know when we're doing which one? No problem. When you are praying in tongues, sometimes it's not just edification that is happening to you. You're also talking to God. Hallelujah. Alright? The Holy Spirit is putting words in your spirit. Hallelujah. That are not in intelligible speech so that you can communicate with the Father. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So he says, no man understandeth him. How be it? He is speaking mysteries. The word mysteries actually means you are uttering divine secrets. Amen. Things that naturally cannot be known. You are releasing them by the help of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? Now, there's a dimension of what I want to share with you. And I pray that I enter it the way I want to enter it. See, you know that in First John chapter 5, let's go to verse 14. Alright? Then we'll go to Romans 8 from there. In First John 5, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. You know that scripture? Alright. That means that when we pray with our understanding, listen, you know, when we pray with our understanding, we go and get scriptures about the will of God. We say, okay, what do I want to pray about? You know, I start studying scriptures, then a scripture comes to me about what I want to pray about. Then I bring that scripture before God and say, Lord, it's your will. And I plead my case or I make my petition based on the word of God. God hears me. Okay? It's with my understanding. What is giving my prayer validity is the will of God, the scripture that I know. But there's another way we can still pray according to God's will. Romans 8. Praise God. In Romans 8 verse 26, the scripture says something powerful. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not let me, let me read it from a good point, alright? Let me just... Hallelujah. Are you following? Okay. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. That means that there are times where we know what we want to pray about, but we don't know how to pray about it. Have you ever been there? Now, at that time, God is telling you the weapon to use is praying in tongues. Amen. Are you listening to me? That when you come to that place where you know what you want to pray about, but you don't know how to pray it, you might not even have sufficient scriptures to pray it. He says, now you pray in tongues. So that the believer is never stranded in prayer. We know not what we should pray for as we ought. As what well, the way we are supposed to pray for it. We don't know. Now he says, but the spirits helpeth to make it intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Those groanings which cannot be uttered are 
Um, give it to me in amplified. Let me, let me, let me use another t- phrase to explain that. Okay. Yearning is good. In our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. There are certain things that English is not enough to express. You know, have you heard some people sing some songs in maybe Igbo language or in a particular language and then as they're singing the song, they're shouting, they're rejoicing. Then you say, ah, why are you rejoicing? Interpret the song for me in English. You will not say, the song says God is good. You say, eh? You say, no, it's not just that God is good. It's that, that God's good. You say, in English, it is not coming out the way it is in the language. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? That means that in the language, it's deeper. But when you come to English, you lack words to convey what you are trying to say in your language. Now, the Bible is saying that we come to those places in our lives where the, your spirit wants to say more than your understanding knows. Amen. Your spirit has more to say than what your understanding can allow it to say. So, but when you start praying in tongues, your spirit is no more limited. Amen. So, I say it this way. Tongues is an opportunity for your spirit to have full expression in prayer. I say it again. Tongues gives you an opportunity for your spirit to have full expression in prayer. Full expression. Let's read King James again, Romans 8, 20, 26 and 27. I want to read it together. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Verse 27. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit maketh intercession for the saints. How? According to what? The will of God. That's what I came to show you this for. Meaning that through tongues, the Holy Spirit knows the mind of the Father. He knows the will of God. So when you start praying in tongues, the Spirit of God will channel your prayers according to the will of the Father. Amen. That's why I told you that when you pray in tongues, you cannot pray amiss. Amen. Listen to me. When you're praying in unknown tongues, it's not how it sounds that matters. And it's not nonsense you're talking. Amen. For those of you that are still struggling with that. It's not nonsense. What is language? What do you understand as language? Do you know that someone that does not understand English and never heard English before, he hears you talking. It's nonsense to him. Is that not so? Have you not heard people speaking language, a language that you don't understand? They're talking. <laughs> the sound of the, you know, how the accent or what the sound or how it sounds is funny to you. Because you don't understand what they're saying, but it's not funny to them. Someone just can say, do, eh, 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 eh. he's speaking a language, you know. He say, are they joking? Are they joking? Are they joking or they're serious? Then, the other person that he's talking to now responds. He says, oh, it's not joko, it's a language. So, when you are praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit is giving expression to deep desires in your heart. Hallelujah. He's quoting it with words 
that the Holy Ghost giveth. Hallelujah. Not words that man teacheth, but words that the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. So you are giving expression to what the Spirit of God is putting in your heart. And it's always on point, on point, on point, on point, on point. Hallelujah. That's why verse 28 in Romans 8 said something. Because you have prayed in tongues. And you, and we know that all things work together for good. That's because it's, when you pray in tongues, it's on point. That's when all things begin to align themselves. Hallelujah. And fall in place. Amen. That's one way of praying in the Spirit. Amen. Praying with tongues. Another way we pray in the Spirit. You know, Paul made a statement. Let's read 1 Corinthians 14 again. I'll show you something, then I will explain that. He said, I'll read verse 2 into 4 together. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understanding it, habit in spirit to speak mysteries. Verse 3. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. Hallelujah. Okay. Verse 5. I would that you all speak with tongues. Okay. Are you seeing that? Let's say it together. I would that you all speak with tongues. Must everybody speak in tongues? Yes. Amen. Amen. Tell me, but everybody must speak in tongues. Okay, let me show you one more scripture. So, I'll come back. I've not read what I want to read. Amen. Let me just read verse 39. Then I'll come back to verse 5. 39. One to go. Read it with me. Then read it again. One to go. Let me just say, me, tongues, God forbid. He said, no, forbid not to prophesy. You have to speak in tongues. Desire it. Amen. Alright, verse 5 has already told you. So I just came to show you this one to nail it, nail the coffin finally. Verse 5. Amen. Verse 5, he said, I would that ye all speak with tongues. He said, but rather that you prophesied. For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh in, in, speaketh with tongues. That means he was saying that, Prophecy is a greater gift than tongues on its own. Amen. Then he now said, except he interprets. That means that in the equation of these gifts of the Spirit, prophecy equal to tongues plus interpretation. Amen. Did you get the equation? Prophecy on its own is equal to tongues and interpretation. Amen. But prophecy is greater than tongues on its own. Amen. That means that another way we pray in the Spirit is either by tongues and interpretation or by prophecy. Amen. Now, if you've never experienced it, you might not understand what I'm talking about. There are times where, I'll talk from my own personal experience, where I am in the place of prayer 
where I maybe I have one or two scriptures and I'm saying, Lord, your word declares, your word declares in the name of Jesus, so, so, I'm praying. And then I pray in tongues for a while and so on and so forth. Then a time comes where it either happens this way. I've prayed in tongues for a long time. And then I start interpreting what I just prayed in tongues. Amen. And when I'm hearing what I am saying from my mouth, because it's an inspired utterance in a known language. Are you understanding me? It's an expired utterance. When I'm hearing it, it is new to me. Praise God. Another dimension of it is that I could start praying with scriptures, and then all of a sudden I start praying what I didn't plan to pray. And the kind of words that are coming to my spirit, I didn't learn them from anywhere. Amen. But it's in English. Amen. It could go on for one hour. And I'd just be speaking for words. I mean, most of the time they are like prophecies. I'd just be declaring. And the doors are opening. And the doors are opening. And I'm just saying it. And I'm saying it. And I'm saying it. And I'm saying it. Until it eases out. Amen. It's praying in the spirit. But it's in English. So it's prophecy. Amen. Amen. Okay, let me throw some light on what I mean by praying, praying in the spirit but in a known language. Do you know that? Even in the Old Testament, when they brought Ephraim and Manasseh before um, Jacob, alright? The father, Joseph, put the firstborn on the right hand, put the secondborn on the left hand. The man was blind. But he did like this. <laughs> Amen. He switched his hand and shot the prayer for the firstborn to the secondborn. And shot the prayer for the... the same thing that happened to him, Jacob and Esau, when their father Isaac prayed for them. Now, when he was praying at that moment, it was words that the Holy Ghost was putting in his mouth. It has happened to even Balaam. When they called him to curse... Okay, let's use that one. They called him to curse Israel. Remember that story in Numbers? They called him to curse Israel. And the prophet was paid by a king. Say, come and curse Israel so that they'll be weak and we can scatter them. He came and stood to open his mouth and curse Israel. But when he opened his mouth, he started blessing them. Amen. He started blessing them and blessing them. He started seeing visions and say, hey, the shout of a king is in their midst. Then the king said, I called you to curse them. I even blessed them to be greater. He said, it's not me. As I opened my mouth, God was putting one in my mouth. And I was just, are you understanding me? That means that it was by prophecy. Amen. That's not what he planned to say. Are you listening to me? So, there is a dimension of praying in the spirit where we are praying with the spirit of prophecy. Are you listening to me? Okay. Now, don't bother about that now. What I'm just focused on is this. But it's good for you to know. And some of you might have experienced it. And so it's a great thing. Now, our focus here is this. As a child of God, how often do you pray in tongues? Amen. You know, some people think that it's only when they come for service and there's a move of the Spirit. Then they say, Oh, mmm, mmm, ta, mmm, ta, 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 mmm. It's all over. No, 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 no. And one thing you have to understand is that when the power of God is upon you, there must be room for expression. Amen. And one major way we express and release that power is with our mouth. Amen. Are you understanding me? You know? That's one thing people don't understand. Okay, so there are times where, you know, um, power came upon somebody. And then it stands up. Maybe you ran. Maybe you jumped. 
Maybe you shouted. But you can also start speaking words. Amen. Speaking words. Speaking words. The words that will come out of your mouth, they are impregnated with the power of God. Amen. So, it's important that we learn how to pray in tongues regularly. Not just regularly, but also spend extended periods of time praying in other tongues. Amen. Amen. Kenegin said that, look, he could testify that every major healing, miracle, event, financial open door that ever happened in his life, tracing back, he could see that it happened immediately after an extended period of time in other tongues. Amen. He said, looking back, he could notice that it was after that. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray in tongues. Amen. Amen. And that's just to warm you up so that at home and wherever you are, you pray in tongues. One thing, a beautiful thing about praying in tongues is that you can do it in the office without disturbing everybody. Amen. Amen. You can be in the bathroom and you're taking your bath. You, instead of listening to uh, secular music, you'll be praying in tongues. Amen. Glory to God. One more thing I just want to add here. Let's go to verse... I'm in 1 Corinthians 14, alright? Let me read verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now that scripture is telling you that when you are praying in tongues, you are understanding, you say, I'm I'm not understanding what I'm saying. The scripture already told you that when you pray in tongues, your understanding is unfruitful. That means your mind will not be able to say, tell what you are praying about. But it's benefiting you spiritually. Amen. Another thing I didn't say, I, I should just mention, a time amount of time, is that when you're praying in tongues, praying in tongues is spiritual exercise. Amen. In 1 Timothy 4 verse 8, the Bible says, Godliness is a, um, um, bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. Now, one way we exercise ourselves spiritually is by praying in tongues. Amen. Let me, you know, physically, when you do exercise, you become healthier. Alright? What's exercise for? For fitness, for, you know, for fitness, physical fitness. If you want spiritual fitness, tongues is a spiritual exercise for spiritual fitness. Amen? It's one of the spiritual exercises for spiritual fitness. Anybody that prays in tongues regularly will not be spiritually unhealthy. Amen? Alright? I thought of spiritual fitness. I have a series on spiritual fitness many years back. And I talked about um, two key things. I talk about praying in tongues and I talk about meditation. Meditating and praying in tongues are ways that we keep fit spiritually. Amen. Are we together? Alright. So, it's important for you to recognize that praying in tongues is not an option. Where I was going to verse 14, it says, my understanding is unfruitful. Verse 15 says, what is it then? Carefully follow me now. He said, I will what? I will what? I will what? I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. What I want to show you here is this. The word will. Everybody say will. If you say I will, it means that it's something I can choose to do. If I tell you, um, I will drink water after this service. It means I can do it. Are you with me? It means I can do it. That's why I can say, use the word will. 
So when he said, I will pray, because why, what the scripture addresses is the issue of someone saying, it is when the Holy Ghost moves me to pray in tongues that I pray. No, you can will to pray in tongues. Amen. You can choose that right now, I want to pray in tongues. Because you have received the Holy Spirit. Anytime you want to pray in tongues, you can use the gift. The gift doesn't go and come. It's with you. It's in your spirit. Amen. Are you listening to me? When you start praying in tongues, some of the times, there's a struggle with your flesh because um, you're wondering, you know. But as you allow it, you discover that over a while, over a while, after a while, your spirit catches up. Amen. And it's very important for you to recognize that. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So we're going to build up ourselves. Amen. In the most holy faith, praying the Holy Ghost. We're going to stir our spirits up. Glory to God. And we'll be speaking mysteries to God as we pray in other tongues. It means that there are certain things where you might even have brought a case with the scripture and say, Father, I thank you for this job. I pray in the name of Jesus according to your word. But when you finish it, you know that the prayer has not finished inside. Amen. What some people do is that they repeat the prayer again. They repeat the prayer again. No, you switch and start praying in tongues. Amen. Are you with me? And most of the time when you pray like that, after a while the peace of God will flood your heart. Or you might have that note of victory within you and you know that the answer has come. Amen. Are you with me? For the purpose of this, let's stop here. Amen. Now, when we rise, we're going to practice what we just talked about. Let's rise to our feet. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the map, they got big around the world.